good Lord, was it after the Thursday game? Someone's got to tell Tony not to come into the postgame looking like he needed a, a week's worth of sleep. I mean, appearance does he, matter. He, he, he does. That happens appearance, To me, appearance matters. And you come in there and look like you've been beaten up. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just, I, you know, no, it, no one wants to ageism and everything else, but that was a question when he got hired. When he shows up in the postgame and the hat's half on his head, half off, and the hair's everywhere, and the hair dye isn't right, and his pants are almost unbuckled, and he's just like, Ugh. I mean, <laughs> right. it's just no. How, you're you're absolutely right. How how do you feel good about that? I mean, how do you, uh, you know, like you know, that's the guy who's running this thing. Yeah, and it, yeah. it, it might not be fair, but when I look at it, that's my reaction. So there it is. Yep. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Getting to your calls. We're here until ten thirty. Then it's White Sox weekly leading up to pregame, and then uh, the White Sox taking on the Orioles. The Orioles have already won the series here in Chicago, which is just so upsetting. And we'll make sure before we get out of here at ten thirty to set up today's matchup, and we'll talk about the Cubs as well. And take your phone calls again. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We're here for you on ESPN one thousand. Back in two minutes. It's here, and it's spectacular. The all-new ESPN Chicago app. This is ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. From the Department of Corrections, Brian, I said the Orioles already won the series. No, we've got a four-game series against them, so there's a chance to split it with a win today and tomorrow. Lance Lynn on the pump for the White Sox, Spencer Watkins, for the Orioles, 312-332-3776. And on the north side, uh, they're down in St. Louis. It looks like uh, Adrian Sampson's going against Miles Mikolas, who was the one who lost the no-hitter with two outs in the ninth a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, so, you know, it's, I don't know if it's appointment TV, but um, it's not Apple TV, so you got that going for you. Um, <laughs> right. And, and you know, we're, it's a short show today, but we should mention today that uh, the Blackhawks are they found a new coach, Lucas Richardson, uh, 53. Uh, Hell of a Canadians. player. Hell of a Hell, player. Long time, long time yeah. defenseman. Yep. And, um, you know, I, I, we'll get into it more tomorrow when we have more time, but I kind of knew that Derek King was on the way out. One, when you have a national search, it's probably not good news for the mm-hmm. interim coach. Mm-hmm. And look, Derek King was a, 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 the right man at the right time. His personality. Likeable you know, guy. Very likable guy. Good yep. sense of humor, self-effacing. Unfortunately, even if the roster is terrible and it is, um, there was not enough consistency. Too many first periods where the team didn't come out with any sense of urgency or intent. They just kind of, you know, eased into the game when, when you're a bad team with players who should be fighting for their NHL lives, there are too many of those games. There are too many games where they might come out in the first period and then t- take the second period off. Um, so there just wasn't enough consistency of effort for, for my take. And it will be interesting because, you know, he, they, they made the call, brought him up from Rockford and Derek said, I'll be the, you know, sure I'll do it. I'll, I'll replace Jeremy Carlton. And now Anders Sorensen has done a really nice job at Rockford. But so was Derek. Derek was doing a nice job at Rockford. So now does he is the odd man out of the organization because Anders Sorensen, you know, you're going to tell him Derek's coming back to take take over again. It's it's an interesting situation. 
But there's the, the idea that Derek King could stay on the Hawks coaching staff after being the interim head coach. I don't see how that works. No matter. But you know, if anybody, if that were to work, it, it would work. With He'd, the be the like him. Yeah. He'd be the guy. Yeah. And, and, and I spent some time in Rockford when Derek got hired and the ice hogs and the fan base, they love him. So there probably will be a place for him. I, you know, I mean, it, it he, seems he like should, he would be the I mean, guy should, to keep around. Yeah, I mean, he should go back to being the coach of yeah. Rockford, no matter right. how good a job Anders did, because Derek was doing a good job, too, which now, is why is they Luke, promoted him. Now, yeah. Luke was a an assistant uh, uh, coach, right? In Montreal, yeah. Yeah, in Montreal. Now, what do you think, just just from what you know so far, being a defenseman, I mean, is it easy to assume that he's going to have a more of a defensive approach I hope to the so. team? Yeah, I hope I, so. We, we um, definitely, yeah, we, we need that. I mean, we need everything. It's going to be, and Mark, it's also going to be interesting to see how guys like Patrick Kane embrace this move. Not that it's a, you know, where Derek Kane, Luke Richardson, it's basically embracing the rebuild and how much stomach do they have for sticking around. And, you know, if they trade to Brinkett, well, then I think Patrick Kane goes to to Kyle Davidson and says, thanks, but no thanks. You know, I'll wave my no movement clause, see what you can get for me. And if it makes sense, you know, I'll, I'll be wearing a different sweater. You might as well make wholesale changes. And, you know, we talked about a couple of weeks ago, there is some thought around the league that it's not if, but when Dabrinka gets traded this offseason. We'll see. If that's the case, I, th- I think then anything can happen in terms mm-hmm. of that roster. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that first piece, if that moves, that is going to cause a whole bunch of other pieces to shift around. Yeah, we'll try. I'll, I'll try to get one of my uh, uh, Blackhawks guys on tomorrow to talk about uh, Richardson and Maybe uh, we'll certainly you – know, the Bulls had a draft. We'll we'll get into Dale and Terry. And, uh, mm-hmm. But right now I'm sure there's more Sox angst. And, um, uh, but, you know, the interesting when they, they drafted, they didn't get a, a score that they needed. They didn't get a rim protector, which they needed. They got another guard who can't really shoot. Um, and some people are like, what does this mean? Does, is Lonzo Ball not going to be ready for the beginning of the season? And basically AK and Eversley said, well, we hope so. But they didn't say that he would so it would be. So not that, you know, he's going to run the point, but it could be that the Alonzo Ball injury situation is not as encouraging as you would hope it to be sitting here at the end of June. Right. And and we had a lot of talk about maybe there's a trade, a package trade. That did not happen. Nope. So how do they get better from here after that one draft pick? They're going to have to get creative. Yeah. I mean, it, it's – they didn't get – they didn't fill any of the obvious needs they had, but they got a guard who like his attitude from what you've seen of him. Uh, you know, that you like his wingspan and you like the fact that, you know, he, he wants to prove everyone wrong. He's upset that he lasted till 18th when some people projected he'd be down the twenties anyway, but you like that attitude that he, you know, he's going to prove teams wrong. And he right. memorized all the names of the 17 guys who went in front of him. Um, we'll see how it plays out, but you 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 need more scoring and you need more defense. At least he has a defensive mindset that that will help. But uh, it's it'll be free, you know whether he's going to be penciled in for major minutes or spoon fed or I guess it depends on what your guard situation looks like with Lonzo Ball. Right in Casey uh, Johnson's article, it said that uh, the head coach of Arizona, where he came out of Tommy Lloyd, said he has incredible spirit. That's one of those quotes that's like, what does yeah. that mean? 
I, well, I mean, you would hope any guy, any kid coming into the NBA has spirit. <laughs> it sounds positive, but I don't know specifically what the, how that translates. We got spirit. How about we got spirit? Yes, we do. We got spirit. How about you? Yeah. Bad cheers. Rah, rah, rah. Yeah. So I'm watching White Sox Twitter. We do not have a starting lineup today. Um, do, what, what's the over-under that Garcia is going to be in the lineup again today? Oh, I got 10 bucks. says yes. <laughs> do you? Yeah, I don't want him. In you want, you want, you want him to take that? You want to take it up on ten bucks? You, you yeah, good? I I will say ten bucks. I'm just gonna hope that Tony is awake. Come on, today. Oh, gee. open up your first communion money. Get that yeah. ten spot out. Yeah, of it. I'll, I'll get that. Blow the dust off of it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll do that. We'll do that. I say right, he on. is All not right. in. Yeah, I say okay. he's not in. All right, <laughs> and I'm gonna lose. I'm going to lose this month. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. The love affair between Tony and Leori moves on. The other day, I saw somebody tweeted, and I'm going to try to find it here. But they actually put a list together of all the players that are on the IL for the White Sox, mm-hmm. and we know the names. But to see the list was just a gut punch because it's so long. It's it. It's just. To see it in writing was quite a shock. Well, and, it, and, and and look, look, we know this is happening, and and that Danny Mendick thing. Talk about insult to injury. Um, that that was really really tough. Now, uh, did Hazley get injured, or did we just quietly send him away, or is he still on the bench? I I don't even know. I don't want to see him take the field again. Well, here's the thing: Yohan uh, Mankata might be back Tuesday. Uh, we had a caller. You know, we talked about Aloy Jimenez. Uh, Tony said he's not anywhere close to coming back, even though he's in his rehab. What happened? We, we don't even know. Did he injure the injury? We, well, we don't even I mean, know. They, they keep extending his time. He's three for 12 down at Charlotte, uh, but they said he's not close to coming back. You, you know, So this whole conversation six weeks from now, whether they're buyers or sellers, you couldn't, you couldn't, you can't trade a guy who can't stay on the field. What's right, the, the, right, the right. best ability I, I, is I'm availability. Just, I guess I'm just saying for me as a fan – I'm almost to the point of giving up on all of this we've heard about him. I'm there. I'm just about there to where it's like, okay, there's so much potential. He can't stay on the field. We can't get a feel for how this guy is going to be able to play and and sustain play. I mean, at this point, you're bringing up a Hazley. Why don't you bring up Micro Adolfo? Remember that guy that played for us in the spring that has mm-hmm. a great arm in right field? It was yeah. trying to find his way, and he, he almost got DFA, but he was able. They, they picked up his option. Why not bring him up? But, again, if Tony Larusa isn't going to play Lenin Sosa over uh, Larry Garcia, uh, his uh, pet project, why would that happen? At this point, because we have so many injuries, bring up some hungry kids. What, what difference is it going to make? Our, our, well, our pros aren't going to – they're not doing it. You know, especially well, see, that, Larry. That, that, and we, we've been talking about this for weeks, whether it's Tony's situation, whether he's going to ever get launched, he's not. If Yohan Mankata doesn't turn into a, a, an everyday player you can count on with the bat, if uh, Tim Anderson 
doesn't, you know, put the entire game together with offense, defense, fundamentals, don't get picked off. If right, right. Grandal... He's got his problems, but I'm not worried about Tim. Oh, no, Tim's but, a, but yeah. he needs to be an all-star. I mean, he needs to no, be the complete a consistent, A consistent all-star. Right. You're, right. Your stars, You're right. Your stars have to be your stars. The, right. the other stuff is window dressing. When you get to the point about who's going to inject enthusiasm and spirit and whether this guy's going to be coming up and helping us out, and God bless Danny Mendick. We were, you know, applauding and appreciating what he was doing. If your stars aren't your stars, you're not going anywhere. The other stuff doesn't matter. I mean, it's it's nice, nice little storylines. But if Giolito is going to be the guy who gives up the gopher ball, if your 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 t- entire pitching staff is middle of the pack, if your entire team's in the middle of the pack, it doesn't. It, your stars have to start playing like stars yeah. more often than not. No doubt. But I, I with with that side of the coin taken care of, let's flip it over. Who has been the most consistent, high-performing player on the team that is not a bundle of energy, that is not going to be the spark plug? However, he just quietly, quietly performs. Andrew Vaughn. Sure, absolutely. All-star season. All-star I mean, season among, amongst a, a lot of other pros that should be playing up their, their potential. They're did not. you see and, did and you he's see just. The other day, they uh, uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. was at first base, on first base, and Vaughn was playing first base. I think that they, they put up the, the stats uh, almost mirror. I mean, Andrew Vaughn is, almost had the same stats that, that Guerrero Jr. has right now. And he came out of nowhere. Nobody knows his name. I, I saw that on Apple TV. Yeah. I mean, where would you be without that guy? Right, right, right. And And – Jose Abreu still the quiet leader. I mean, he's limping along. He's obviously hurt, but you know, he as as soon as the weather turns, he starts hitting. We we've known that for years. But Andrew Vaughn is really the story of this team right now. He really yeah. is. And, and we thought you, Luis Robert would be, and he's not been as consistent as we need him to be. Again, you got to have yeah. him. Yep. Yep. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. When we come back, we will restate our Twitter poll. We'll wrap that up with Charlie, our producer today, and uh, we'll talk more baseball. Leading up to White Sox Weekly here on ESPN 1000. We'll be right back. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Well, it slows it from the standpoint of, quite candidly, we don't exactly know what we are, or what we're capable of being if we don't have all our guys out there as, as a unit. Unfortunately, for a variety of reasons, we haven't had nearly enough games with that top six altogether. So in the back of your head, you have this idea of what this is, could look like and what it's supposed to look like. But then, you know, we all get slapped in the face by cold realities, and and you need to assess what is truly possible given the health and the depth of the current roster. It doesn't change our expectations for the year dramatically, even though the personnel may be rotating a little bit more frequently than any of us want. But it does sort of impact what you project this team to look like come August 2nd when you're on the other side of the trade deadline and, and how viable is that unit for winning a championship. Yeah, Brian, that's that audio that I was talking about earlier about how Rick is trying to assess the team when he doesn't have the team together to totally assess. You have what you have to work with. So it will be interesting as we get up to the trade deadline to see, uh, you know, between now and then, we're going to be facing teams that we have to leapfrog in the division, in the Guardians, 
and the Twins. And Maybe. last night, the uh, Twins lost, but of course, we couldn't take advantage of that, so we sit two games under 500, which leads us to our Twitter poll ahead of White Sox Weekly. Um, bad Sox coaching or lazy players? Steve Stone said, draw your own conclusions. So we said, you tell us. Is it bad coaching or lazy players? Both? Neither. And uh, I think we might even have a, a write-in. Charlie, what does that poll look like before we get out of here into White Sox Weekly on ESPN 1000? It is 53.5% both. So not, uh, not positive mm. thoughts. Wow. Wow. So people are buying into the whole thing that Steve is saying. Steve Stone is saying, no, it's not lazy. You're not lazy if you make it to the major league. Not soft. While You're I get soft. that. Yeah. While I get that. Or soft. Yeah, yeah. Soft, lazy. While I get that, it looks the way it looks. And that's where people are like, wait a minute. I'm seeing something. I'm seeing that Robert isn't running it out. Now we're hearing he's got tired legs. What does that mean? These guys are athletes. You know, no, you just... Are they not working out over the winter? What's with the tired legs? I've never heard that as much as I've heard that this year. You just heard Rakan, too, talk about in the back of your mind, you believe you know what the team is capable of being if everyone's healthy, but you haven't seen that. That's all factual. Um, but we're, what, five weeks away from August 2nd. Yeah. Uh, you have a lot of heavy lifting to do to redefine uh, what you are. Right now, you're a sub-500 team. Unfortunately, that's what you've been for mostly of the last six, seven weeks. So whatever it looks like in the back of your mind, it would help and then behoove the White Sox uh, coaching staff and players to start being much closer to that winning team everyone expected. Injuries or not. And that, look, I, I, I know the injuries are horrific and, and chapter yeah. and verse and they're added to. And he talked about the revolving roster because of it. But that's only, that's only part of the reason. It's maybe a bigger part of the reason than you'd ever hope for, but it's also an excuse and it doesn't help with the lack of communications when guys are colliding. It doesn't help right. with being picked right. off. It doesn't help with, you know, starters not being as good and, and Giolito giving up home run balls and Copec yep. being Giolito is not Giolito this year. And that, no. and that hurts. Meanwhile, we have Cease who stepped up. We've had Kopech for most, most of the time has stepped up last night. He, if he had the run support, that game was winnable. Absolutely. Again, against punching bags, guys out yes. there that you should beat mm -hmm. up and you didn't mm -hmm. be, you didn't have the good intention. To, you can get on base after the third. I mean, that's not acceptable. So there, the, the, the poll question is one that you can draw your own conclusions, but it's not, the, it's not that easy. It's not, there's, there's more than four choices. And mm -hmm. if you're Rick Hahn and Tony LaRussa and everyone in that clubhouse, well, you know, I, people are questioning the training staff, and Herm Schneider was your most valuable player because these guys are getting hurt. And what happened? Now, Brian, from what you know, uh, just jumping in here real quick, from what you know, is this weight training thing across MLB, and they're and they're just they're weight training differently over over the winter? Is that is that the thing, or is this just no. a phenomenon with the socks? I mean, I you know, you go you, you go back in the day when when guys in baseball had jobs in the offseason selling insurance and cars, right? And they would come to camp 30 pounds overweight, 20 pounds overweight, and use training camp to get in shape. It's such a different deal now yeah. where guys have their own personal trainers, their own workout programs in the offseason. They're down in Arizona or Florida. I mean, you look at these guys. It, it, it's, it's, look at the golfers. Huh, could it be too much, much off-season work? 
It's it could, tiring I mean, them out. It, 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 you know, we've had people say they don't stretch enough and they're more mm-hmm. about weightlifting and, and looking good in the uniform or anything else. Whatever it is, that still doesn't answer for – June was finally a good offensive month for the White Sox, yeah. right? They, yeah, much better. And, and what do you have to show for it? But you need, you need a few more months of that. You can't have one month of good offense when the defense and the base running and the other fundamentals are going south right. on you. And, and, look, you have to be competitive with – every team you play. And if you're showing up to beat the uh, Blue Jays here and the Astros here and the Yankees here, yeah, not necessarily dominating, but, but then you play down to the Orioles and you can't, and you can't take advantage of that. That is not a recipe for getting to the playoffs, let alone being in the playoffs. You have to be consistent. That's right. That's right. And that's where they are right now. They are not a 500 team by record right now. They were supposed to be a much better than 500 team by record right now. And we're going to end up seeing the Twins and the Guardians, and these are teams that early in the season we did not have good showing against. And those are exactly the teams that we have to beat so we can get into the playoffs. You've spent two days at 500 since May 29th. Once this week, once was May 29th. Okay, Help me out with that. It, and never it, over, never over. No, no. That's what I'm saying. So, yep. look, you know, there's no easy answers. Uh, the frustration is palpable. We're hearing it from people who call in. We'll, we'll hope for better today. You'll hear more on White Sox Weekly. And we'll be back hey, tomorrow. You know, I think to, Connor's going to try to calm us. Connor is a calming presence. He is. He is. White Sox Weekly. Uh, you know, and he's got a lot of great information, but I look forward to hearing Connor's spin on all of this because a lot of times we'll get done with our show. I'll listen to him. Yeah, we're just, we're me. I feel, yeah, yeah. I feel a little better. I feel a little better now that Connor's kind of framed things. So we look forward to that on White Sox Weekly. And then again, we've got Lance Lynn on the bump and this is his third start after coming off the uh, DL. He certainly is a fire plug. I mean, he, you know, a fire or a spark plug, I should say. Or a yeah, fire don't plug, tell Joe McEwing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I'd love to see that. That showed that people were alive. Yep. That showed that s- people were alive. I don't want to see disheveled Tony in the post game. Someone clean him up before you put him in front of the camera. Right, 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 right. Give him a uh, smelling salt or two right before he yeah. hits. Put the, the uh, hat table. on right. Tell him to, you know, <laughs> right, a little, right. t- a little uh, uh, five-hour energy or whatever. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Brian, we're going to see you tomorrow again. White Sox Weekly coming up next. Go Sox or take it on the Orioles later on this afternoon. This is ESPN 1000.